Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Hey, man, a little bit more awake for this one than our last one, no? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was uh, I was editing the the last podcast. I was like, dang, we just seem like we're really just over it. <laughs> it's a sad time for that to happen, too. Like, it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. But I think we just both needed a nap. Yeah, apparent, <laughs> apparently. So hopefully uh, hopefully everybody suffered through at least, you know, about half of that until we finally started to revive a bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, back again. We're going to be uh, rolling through uh, part three of Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the old Kenobi, doing things in, not really in the desert anymore, doing adventures. Benny in the jizz. Oh, God, please stop. It's Benny. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Are you at all disappointed that they didn't give these, like, episodes titles at all? Very. Very. And I want them all to be snarky one-liners from Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, episode one. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> episode two. General Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It episode just episode three. You were my brother. Episode four. Actually, I that would fit you. great in this episode. It would. Man, it would. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've seen a little bit about that here and there. Not a ton, but it just sort of seems a little lazy. A little bit. I mean, I guess if that's a thing that they kind of half go at it. It's, it's better than other things. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as all of our acting is good and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so, yeah, that is the topic for today. We're not going to go too much in anything else. So, you know, there's still some celebration stuff that we might chat about later on down the road independently. But, um, yeah, we're, we're just going to go over the episode, run through a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of little, little uh, tidbits yeah. that we might... Um, expound upon but uh yeah i guess before we get started there uh man, how's your week been my one day week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah one day week i thought about i thought about acting like we didn't totally just record back to back because we didn't realize the <laughs> i was hoping you did the arrival date but it's okay it's okay no my one day week has been great you know just another long day at work i got certified i'm now an operator technically at work run forklift and stuff oh i was about Super to say cool. was that when you get your your tactical helmet and your your you know fancy tactical light and everything and you can sweep areas and so forth like you're in call of duty well yeah and also uh, every day when i clock in i get to choose the color of the helmet it just automatically changes it can be hot pink one day purple the next it can be a breathing neon color mm. <laughs> sounds fun <laughs> What does an operator do? I'm just running the grade all, basically, yeah. the forklift there. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm in an, an air-conditioned cab when it's like 90 degrees out while everyone else is sweating their butts off, so <laughs> I'm happy about just it. Just don't be one of those <laughs> forklift drivers who winds up on those compilation videos where they royally screw up like a whole like giant 10-foot pallet full of something. <laughs> don't be that guy. 
No, if there's going to be any funny videos going on, it's going to be when I attempt to move our conics. For those who don't know, it's just like a huge metal cube to store things in that's like 50 feet long. <laughs> yeah, we get to move those with a grade all mm. in reverse. So that'll be interesting. We just put like an axle in the back and drag it. <laughs> well, it, so- it sounds it sounds really, really cool. Yeah, for a bunch of nerd Star Wars fans, construction's always exciting. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm going back to nerdy work here soon. I can talk about creating websites in like eight months. Maybe a Star Wars-themed website. <laughs> Maybe a contingency plan-themed website. I don't J- know. Just a contingency plan for the contingency plan. Yeah. Oh, I'll make boy. a contingency plan button. Oh, boy. Yeah. <sighs> and the contingency plan is it's your application to replace one of us <laughs> because we Jeez. don't have time this week. <laughs> All right. Well, Podbean, we're coming for you. That's right. We're going to start our own hosting site. It'll be cooler. Yeah. And it'll be way more expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we recorded yesterday. Um, String of events kind of kept us from uh, reacting to the first two parts of Kenobi as it was sort of going on. So getting back in here really at our normal recording time of Wednesday and reacting to this episode and then going along but yeah nothing nothing yeah, I don't really know about you. i was very excited to see that uh it was coming out on wednesdays Same. i almost text you right away it's like we can keep our schedule <laughs> we don't have to do it on weekends yeah same <laughs> I, I i prefer i prefer the um the the wednesday drop as opposed to the friday drop i i don't know i just i prefer it for whatever reason yeah so i'm glad we got back into that yeah, hopefully every show this year does that. I think Bad Batch was always like Thursdays, so you never know. Everything was always a little different. So, yeah, hard to say. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So well, I know uh, Mandalorian was Fridays, right? Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah. that was a Friday drop. But yeah. Ahsoka's just going to be a random Monday drop mm. when it comes out. <laughs> I, I hope not. That would be nah. a bad That would be a bad time to drop. Um, mm. But, yeah, anyway, just for the sake of, uh, you know, getting getting the Darth out here because he's got more important things to do tonight, let's go ahead and react to this episode. What do you think? Terrible. Terrible episode in every way. Hated it. Oh, Two out of ten. Okay, and that's Darth, and he's going to do more Darth things. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Oh man, um, <clears throat> yeah. So we we left off um, with with Kenobi saving Leia in quotations, mm-hmm. but having a confrontation with Riva. We saw the Grand Inquisitor, 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 uh, you know, get stabbed, and um, the revelation that Anakin was still alive mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. uh, very impactful for Kenobi. And as we sort of kick off this episode, we get, uh, we get straight into Kenobi uh, doing a little meditation on our cargo ship that uh, we escaped on. And he's calling out to Qui-Gon 
So this seems to be, a, a, or hopefully seems to be a running theme here of calling out to Qui-Gon and, and not quite getting an answer, but in this case, we can tell his mind is not really clear and on the task. Yeah. Almost made me wonder as well if this is one of the first times he actually tried to communicate like this desperately, mm. just the way he was wording it. I mean, I'm sure he would have tried, but like maybe he was waiting for Qui-Gon to communicate with him before. I don't know. But it, it it's definitely showing all the desperation of the realization Anakin's still alive, and I do love how well he portrays that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there is a lot more desperation. Even they pan down on his hands as he's kind mm-hmm. of wringing them a bit and trying, you know, even the look on his face is very strained. And, uh, you know, while he's doing that, we also have shots of Vader getting put into his armor. Mm-hmm. We get the, the super well-done little claws that detach his back to tubes. Those weren't weird at all. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, one thing that I, I did see out there, and, you know, you get random comments, but one comment was like, Oh, why Why would he have to still be in Bacta like 10 years later? Well, he was very, very badly burned. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watched the book of Boba Fett, you saw that he was in Bacta for how many weeks, and all he really dealt with was maybe some second-degree burns and dehydration. So, yeah. I mean. Just a little stomach acid. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, for it, it, it highlights the injuries, you know, that, that mm-hmm. he sustained. And, yeah, and it, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have an, I didn't really think about it in that light, but uh, apparently a couple people did, you know, just sort of trying to maybe overanalyze a bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I personally liked the entire scene. I thought this is probably the coolest, most epic suiting of Vader that we'll ever see. It definitely beats. Revenge of the Sith, which I thought was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, and I think we're definitely you know tooling up Vader to be much scarier uh, as we go along here. But before we kind of talk about that, we are on Mustafar, so we return mm-hmm. to to Vader's sort of fortress on Mustafar. Uh, we get his yes, little throne. The castle is awesome to see. <laughs> it is, and he, he he's got his little throne here, talking to Riva. And, um, you know, basically giving her instructions and he's, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, I know what you want and you could be next up for Grand Inquisitor, which coincidentally, uh, you know, that voice, though, that voice isn't Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Nope. No, it's not. It is familiar, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a voice I haven't heard uh, in a long time. That's right voice that brings a smile to your face yeah <laughs> yeah it, but uh oh go ahead clear they bring back james earl jones probably you know digitally de-aged a bit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you'd have to imagine yeah but i think it was pretty essential that they brought that voice yeah. back yeah i mean there's no one who could replace him you would have to like cobble together words that have already been recorded and just try and make a sentence out of it and it would just be terrible so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they could have went with, like, Hayden's voice and maybe, like, you know, eventually, like, explain, you know, he's getting a new voice synthesizer or something. I don't know, something <laughs> dumb like that. But maybe, you know, that was one of the things, like, when we had, uh, was it David Prose who, who played Vader? And <laughs> they just had him speak out all the lines as they were recording. And he's Scottish, right? And they made the point about this, mm-hmm. just this big, giant, muscular Scottish guy. And, you know, George Lucas needed a voice. He needed something a bit more epic. So they found, you know, and this is something that if you've never heard like James Earl Jones talk about when he was a kid, there's a specific story about um, I think he wrote he, he was tasked by one of his teachers to write a poem. And I think he wrote it about peaches or something like that. It was like his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And but he had a terrible stutter as a kid. And you, you talk about that, you know, this, this kid who was afraid to talk and then he's got one of the most epic voices out there. And it's just, it's it, again, it's just essential to bring that back in here. It completes the picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, on top of that, we kind of get a, a theory debunked that Reva is potentially going to be our new apprentice. Obviously, that's not happening. So kind of went more simplistic with that story. She just wants to replace the Inquisitor. Maybe. Which, mm-hmm. At least that's what Vader senses. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I think that there, I think that there might be more to her character. I'm just, I'm kind of a little confused still as to what that might be. Um, there were definitely some looks that she gave, uh, when she, you know, had her meeting with the other Inquisitors and everything that, you know, kind of make me doubt that she's, you know, it's like, is she 100% evil? Is she really trying or to is prove this all like that? A, a vengeance tale where she's trying to avenge the the fall of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clear that she's obviously done a lot of really bad things. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a little too much to do the extreme deep agent type of thing. But at the same token. I don't know. I think that there's going to be more to her. And I kind of hope there is more to this. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, <laughs> but I do hope that there's more to her story than just an angry, potentially former Padawan who wants to be Grand Inquisitor. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it. I guess it's a very dark side story, but it just seems very generic to me. And I, I'm hoping for more as well. Yeah, for for sure. Um, so yeah, let, let's let's just follow events here. Kenobi was unable to fully meditate here, so instead he fixes Leia's little droid. Yeah, and I hate to say it, I'm kind of glad the droid's back. I like this droid. the ladybug. <laughs> yes, the ladybug. That's right. Now she can get back on her leapfrog and <laughs> learn about all kinds of numbers and. But Ben languages and whatnot. But Ben, I don't want to <laughs> play the math game again. I want to get on the internet. <laughs> the what? The hollow net. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids today. Yeah. But you know, one of the things here I do I do really like the interactions with Ben and Leia. And I know that there are a lot of people out of there out there, you know, that are talking about retcons and so forth, but 
I, I don't think that any of this is as big a deal to me as it is to some people. Because even here, like, Leia asks, like, so what's the force like, basically? Mm-hmm. And Ben describes it pretty perfectly for a young child. Where it's like, hey, have you ever been afraid of the dark? Yeah. Well, when you flick on the light switch, what do you feel? I feel safe. It's like, well, that's what the force is. Yeah, which when explaining to a child like Leia, I thought it was actually pretty accurate. I thought it was, it was good. Yeah, there's a lot of sweet moments with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wonder, because he can't really interact with Luke because of Owen, if this is like his way of sort of interacting with one side, you know, at least getting a little bit of that interaction with his, you know, former, you know, friend and brother and Padawan and fellow Jedi, Anakin, and, you know, also his friend Padme and everything, and kind of like almost connecting a bit to the past there in a little way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it was fitting. Um, I understand why some people could be like, well, it, it kind of cheapens some of the moments where, like she's asking for his help and she's like, you, mo- you once served with my father, please help again. Instead of just saying, well, you once helped me, please help me again. But I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think that that's a big deal. And I, and I think someone else had also pointed out, there was a line where it's like, you know, uh, we're here with Obi-Wan Kenobi where, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think I think that the, that that's loose enough to where it doesn't actually retcon anything. I don't think it's a yeah. it's important enough um, that we have to rage about it. I think it's all very nice. Personally, I like it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And is this Chopper, by the way? Because it looks like Chopper. I'm sorry, like this droid on this new planet. No. It's totally the same type of droid as Chopper. No, no, <laughs> the no, same no, era. I'm not saying it is Chopper. I'm sorry. Uh, what was it? Same style. Uh, (laughs) Mapuza? Is that what our planet was? Is that what we saw in our little subtitles here? I think think so. Yeah. So we arrive on this planet, which is effectively a mining planet. And um, Obi-Wan sort of describing it to Leia as like, you know, this, yeah, it's a mining planet or a mining system, but this, this was totally different. There were like families and, you know, there was more stuff here and, you know, kind of like look at what the empire is doing to it sort of deal. Mm -hmm. We also deal a little bit with the naivety of, of Leia here. You know, it's like, eh, well, we're going to go walk to the coordinates. It's, you know, you can't really, you know, trust people and and all this stuff. And we even run into, um, another character here. I actually had this, uh, might've had it pulled up our list of characters. You probably don't have his name automatically, do you either? Jason. Freck. Freck. Freck, the mole man who is uh, voiced by Zach Braff from Scrubs. Yeah. It's pretty entertaining. I like Freck, even though he's technically a bad guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, one thing here, and and I actually didn't really get enough time to... uh, to look at this twice. I, I'm, I'm kind of stopped here on a panel. Cause so Kenobi sees someone off in the distance mm-hmm. and we don't really, 
we don't really get to see see this person. I'm just kind of like looking at it really close here on the iPad next to me. Look more closelier. More closelier. I don't know. I mean, it, I it's know. kind of Anakin, but at the same time, it's almost kind of Palpatine. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that that's who that's supposed to be? Anakin? It would make the most sense seeing as how that's what's on his mind right now. Though I feel like it would be more properly done if we saw a vision of Anakin after he had been burned. Because that's the last time we actually remember seeing Anakin as Obi-Wan. It just would have a little more gravity to it, I think. Mm. Cause this it kind of like, does look like uh, like Hayden here. Yeah. I suppose that's probably who it's got to be realistically, just seeing as that's what's on Obi-Wan's mind here. Mm-hmm. I'm going with it. Yeah. He's, having, he's just having some casual hallucinations. They're definitely liking these, like, random brown-robed hooded figures just popping up and waiting for him mm. in this show. <laughs> it's like every time they're like, okay, so we're totally going to convince them this is Qui-Gon. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, after our little freak out, we do uh, run to Reva here, who is uh, mm-hmm. meeting up with the other Inquisitors at um, you know an Imperial base. And you do totally see... Totally not Exegol. <laughs> it's never Exegol. Um, but you do see the, the reverence that an inquisitor does get effectively, you mm-hmm. know, when, you know, we have some stormtroopers that are walking, they instantly stand at attention, even the officers and everything do as well. And, um, we have our meeting with, uh, with our, with our other brother and sister. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, I think that there, there's a little bit of stupidity here from the fifth brother because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Reva, they escaped, Kenobi and Leia escaped on a cargo ship. It's going to have a manifest. Like, you're going to know where it goes. Right. No, that you can't, you can't figure out where they are. I mean, like, I read the manifest. No, no, there's, no, that, that, that would be far too simple. For Kenobi. They literally, they could have all been there waiting. Yeah, they literally could have just went there. Because <laughs> even Leia's like, this is a really slow ship. <laughs> it's just kind of stupid. Yeah, that again, it seems more plot convenient than anything else. But yeah, a, a bit a bit lame <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like it would have been cooler not to spoil things ahead or like discredit our little rebellion scene, but how cool would it have been if he had gotten off the transport and Darth Vader was just there waiting for him because he had already beaten them there. Mm. <laughs> and you just get like horror music playing and a chase scene or something, almost like a Cal Kestis style chase scene. I don't know. I think that would have been kind of cool. That would have been kind of funny. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. But no, nothing like that. Kenobi's going to have enough time to, you know, chill for, for a bit. Um, and, and, you know, the, inqui- have the most 
the most over-engineered um, probe launcher here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. The probe <laughs> launchers were fun. But, the fi- you know, it, it, one of the things I do find interesting, and I'm wondering if, if Reva is maybe not 100% very strong with the Force or she's just holding back. Because, like, mm-hmm. the fifth brother is able to effectively make her bow pretty easily. Yeah. We haven't really seen a lot of uh, Force feats from her. And she's just very naturally skilled as a fighter from what we can see. But that's about it so far. And she can parkour. She can parkour. She's got some Force jumps, I suppose. But it, it does that. It does kind of stand to reason. It's like, can she even stand up to these other Inquisitors, you know? Right. Would she have even been able to deal with the Grand Inquisitor had the Grand Inquisitor, like, you know, been ready to fight her? Yeah, I would have to lean towards no on that, just based on this scene alone, because I don't think the fifth brother could have, and if he's able to just force her into submission, then clearly she wouldn't stand a chance. But that's logic with Star Wars power scaling and mm. those never mix very well. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Well, at any rate, we are going to send some probes out into the universe to uh, to try and ascertain if Kenobi is actually on this planet and if they're... Which we already know he's on. Right. We know. They know. <laughs> but it gives... Uh, Except for the manifest. <laughs> well, it gives Kenobi and Leia a little bit of time for a uh, walk and talk. And uh, to eventually get picked up uh, for for a little ride. So, My old fricky. Yeah, the the mole the mole man, old moly, moly over here. He's just he's he's literally a straight mole. Right. In more ways and than I, one. <laughs> I actually did the like mouth animations for this pretty well. I thought it was kind of a cool character. Yeah. Not to mention, it just gives me a lot of nostalgia from Scrubs. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is it is kind of fun, you know. To I, well, fun's a subjective word, but uh, I- at least interesting to sort of see Leia having to learn some of these lessons mm-hmm. about trusting people and um, how that can go wrong. Because this character seems nice enough. He's like, hey, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll give you a ride. You're 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 pretty cool. We're all cool. We're bros. I just love how like he's like, well, that's a weird story. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was, you know, kind of fun comical there. And uh Leia also comes with the with, comes up with the code names uh Luma and Orden. Yeah. Farmers from Tall. Hey there, I'm Freck. <laughs> And they, they also gave Kenobi the chance to do his hello there, and he wouldn't do it. I know. That's just kind of a weird dynamic, because, like, he's supposed to be the father, but he's just letting his daughter do all the talking, and he's just awkwardly standing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Fr- Frick is, like, he's down. He is down with the Empire, though. He likes a little bit of order. Oh, yeah. He's got a little flag in the back. He's supporting the troops, picking them up from their... Long days of working in a field. Mm-hmm. Like, why were those stormtroopers in that field? They were, what were they, they were looking for Jedi. In the field? Yeah. They're canvassing, getting dirty. I, yeah. Yeah, definitely some, like, Tatooine levels of dirty stormtroopers on this planet. 
Yeah, well, that, that's always kind of been the thing, though, hasn't it? Like, you know, in the in the original series, we we got um, we we got like pretty pristine troopers, and in you know, in this mm-hmm. and like Mando, we got we've got the dirty troop. Like these guys are, you know, they're grunts, right? They're out Which there I actually like. working. Yeah, I kind of like that personally. Yeah, same. It's it's almost like a different variant of stormtrooper. For sure. Um, we then kind of get the, the troopers in their really generic s- speak. Do you know anything about a Jedi? <laughs> and then Obi-Wan, ever the consummate, just great actor, messes up and calls calls Leia Leia in front of all these. Why'd you call her Leia? I thought her name was Luma. Oh, sometimes I look at her and I, I see her mother. And I get confused. He has Alzheimer's. I'm trying to take care of him. It's, I just it's wish Freck, Freck would have just made a comment about that, too. It's like, well, that seems kind of far-fetched. How would you mess up your daughter's name? I get, <laughs> Just calling him out on everything. I get confused. My mind isn't what it used to be. Well, maybe you shouldn't be watching a child. Maybe you shouldn't be the sole caregiver. <laughs> Shut up, Freck. Well, I mean, it's a good it's a good cover up, but it's also like when I look at her, I see her mother's face. When in actuality, she know he knows who her mother is, and he probably does see her face in this little girl. So it's like it's anchored in truth. He's not technically lying all that much. Right. It's just omission. It's just it's just like our last episode. These little comments of like, oh, you remind me of someone I used to know, and all this. Hopefully we don't like start overdoing it because mm-hmm. there's always an option for that, but it is a nice touch. Yeah. And this entire scene kind of reminds you a bit of like Mando and Mayfield in the Imperial base. Yeah. Like the tensions are pretty high. So it's, it's a pretty fun scene. Yeah. And you know, Leia even presses a little bit here. It's like, you knew her, my real mother. And then it's like, are you my father? He's like, yes. <laughs> I mean, no. But why? Why does he just randomly say, like, I wish I could be? <laughs> well, it's like, just kind of almost a weird thing to say. I think maybe it's regret that he didn't raise the children himself. Well, I think I think there's a lot of regret with Obi-Wan, like the mm-hmm. fact that he could have left the order and lived out with Satine and things might have been mm-hmm. different on Mandalore. Things might have been different for him. Things might have been different for the Empire. Things might have been different. Mm-hmm. I, it, there, there's always a what if. But, like, you know, he even talks about his family. It's like trying to remember. It's like I remember my father's hands, my mother's what, shawl, and maybe mm-hmm. a baby. So, like, the inference is, is that maybe Obi-Wan had a brother. And, and we were talking about this beforehand, and I was just reading random stuff here. Apparently in one of the early drafts of like the, you know, the screenplay for, um, I think it was Return of the Jedi, maybe it was popped in there or might have been somewhere else. But apparently they had sort of an idea that Owen, Lars, was Obi-Wan's biological brother. Now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) how you make that up is... uh, That's a stretch. That's probably why it's (laughs) not there, to be fair. Um, I mean, that is also considering like how 
smaller the galaxy was, I guess, back then. Like, we didn't have as much lore building and character building. So I guess back then it could have potentially made sense. Because, like, he could have just been from Tatooine, like Owen. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, I guess they're even saying in here that the original 1983 novelization, it might still be in there. Like the revelation that Owen was his brother. Interesting. (laughs) I'll have to reread that. I don't know if I've actually ever read that. I might not have read that. Yeah, that was just a random little factoid there. But anyway, um, I, I like, I, you know, I know not everybody's down with this stuff, you know, but I actually kind of like it, you know. It's, it's, um, it's just, it's bonding. It's, it's a connection. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, Leia, a lot like, you know, Anakin in a way, you know, she wants to know her family and, and Anakin didn't really want to be parted with his mother, you know, she made different choices. She had, different, but she also had, you know, a mother and father and, and Bale. And, um, I instantly forgot his wife's name. That was something we pointed <laughs> out in the last episode, but, um, it was just yesterday. Come on, man. It's just yesterday. I forget names like crazy. I'm bad with names, <laughs> but so she had loving parents, but she still, you know, still wants but to. She knows it's not her biological parents, and yeah. there is a, a bit of a hole there. Well, there, there's even a part in the movies where, you know, Leia had, you know, sort of remembered her mother in a way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was a sweet moment. Again, a little bit of a connection between the two. And then, uh, unfortunately, we get, uh, we get our mole man uh, being a mole and. Effectively turning undercover mole, yeah, <laughs> turning over Kenobi and, and Leia to some troopers that are at a checkpoint. Couple of yeah. strays I found. Um, in this, uh, we get to see a Viper droid, which we mm-hmm. you know isn't anything crazy, but there it is, Viper droid. And uh, it scans Kenobi's face, starts beeping, and then Obi Wan has to start shooting. No saber though. What happened to our saber exactly? We're just not using it, I guess. Not yet. Just back later on. Just blasters. (laughs) And he's a little bit more efficient with this, uh, with this blaster this time, as opposed to our planet. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's more civilized than he thought. Yeah. Did you like the, uh, the trooper who got cut in half when he fell into little lasers? It was jarring and kind of comical in a way. I don't know if I necessarily liked it. Like, <laughs> just kind of out of place with how the rest of the violence in the series has been so far. Well, hey, man, sometimes you just got to chop somebody in half and then whack a mole on the back of the head and have them fall down really slowly. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder why they kind of cut away in the Mando cutting people in half scenes, but mm. we can show it in Kenobi. No blood. No blood because yeah. he's cauterized. Yeah, good thing about all the weapons in Star Wars. Instant cauterization. No blood, except for one creature in a bar. Yep. But we don't talk about that. Exactly. Well, anyway, uh, Kenobi grabs Leia, and they they run about five steps before another troop carrier comes. totally gotten gunned down right then and there when they saw that they had killed everyone. 
but they didn't. And then we get a Game of Thrones cameo. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, Mart uh, House Martell. Yeah, it was House Martell. Was it Martell? Yeah, she was the um, Oberyn's wife, sort of concubine. She wasn't his yeah. actual wife in that show. Yeah, she got a pretty terrible death. Her and her daughter. <laughs> yeah, what? Three, right? Well, actually, we didn't see her die. We her dad, her daughter was clearly going to die because she got poisoned. But you know, she had to mm-hmm. like watch. Right. So right. presumed dead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Indira Varna. Is that how it, Varma Indira Varma's yeah. Tala Durth is our character. Yeah. Tal- Tala Durth. Um, so yeah. Oh, uh, Illyria Sand was her name in Game of Thrones. So yeah. Okay. They were the Sands, and sand- Sands were just a word for bastard in, in that particular mm-hmm. region, just like Snow was in the North. Though, mm-hmm. so, um, Kenobi and our new friend get away, and uh, we flash back to the Inquisitors. Got a signal away. He's there. I know. I had the manifest. <laughs> well, anyway, our planet's now on high alert. Uh, we get to meet a new droid, a loader droid who can't talk. That's fine. Yeah, most compelling droid ever. Carries around a hammer. He does. He does. He does indeed. He's got some anger issues. Um, we also have sort of Leia here apologizing for like running away, you know, I didn't mean to run away. I just, I do it like all the time. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to do the thing I always do. I just always do it. I mean, I meet strange, strange bass players in the woods and then they end up dead. Usually by lightsaber. Yeah. Usually. Am I weird? Pretty much one of one situation there. Um, anyway, so we find a safe house, which has a couple of interesting, uh, little bits in here. Uh, most notably a note from Quinlan Voss. Yes. Pretty exciting stuff there. Supposedly he's been helping out the cause a little bit, Mm -hmm. but survived, survived order 66 has been, uh, helping, uh, you know, force sensitive children. And uh, I, I, thought, I think that's a good little, you know, just nod here to, you know, sort of a, uh, well, I mean, he was in uh, Clone Wars and then was also in, um, you know, some of our more canon books as well. He was in a canon book uh, with uh, Ventress. I think that's yeah, still Yeah, he actually canon. turns to the dark side and is uh, saved by Ventress at the end. Yeah. I believe she sacrifices herself for him. That's, They're yeah. They're kind of in a relationship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she got tired cool of getting arc teased. for both characters. She got tired of getting teased by Kenobi, so, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyway, so that was, it was short, sweet, to the point. Pretty, I like it. I like it. It's just mm-hmm. a little pop in there. Um, yeah. So there we go. And then we get, you know, the the Empire effectively, you know, taking taking over the town, rounding everybody up uh, as our as our friends here are attempting to escape. They have a ship. They have a mm-hmm. ship uh, going off world. But as they're getting ready to of leave, course the pilot isn't there yet. We're not ready. Yeah, not ready. Got to got to have some time. 
But in the meantime, Kenobi is having a visceral reaction, um, mm-hmm. you know, from the force. This is like a big, almost like a panic attack because in the streets, we not only have stormtroopers, we have inquisitors, but we have flipping Darth Vader showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as the subtitles keep saying, Vader continues to breathe heavily. Vader breathing heavily. Heavy breathing. Heavy breathing. (laughs) Here's something that I think a lot of people had questions about. One, look, we see Vader active in the comics. Mm -hmm. We've seen him active in Rebels. Like he just quite active. Quite active. Doing some crazy things. (laughs) But now we get to see him active in live action. He he is and it is pretty awesome. It is, and it is just terrible too because he's just killing yeah. people <laughs> right he snaps a kid's neck chokes his father yeah chokes another lady and like drags her across the sand yeah Th- this this and is yet those three acts i don't know rogue one was still almost a little more terrifying in a way that was more efficient Vader. This felt yeah. a lot more like vindictive, angry Vader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is when we talk about Anakin's eventual, like, uh, redemption, you have to remember that he did terrible things. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, the killing of the Jedi, and the younglings. And the younglings. And the women. And the children. And the children. But he's also just out here. That's over. He's just killing random people now in his yeah. rage. And this is something that we've seen from other, like, serious dark side guys. Serious Sith. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing it from Vader, who... This isn't Anakin Skywalker. This is Darth Vader now. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's, a, in my opinion, a great portrayal. And I don't know, it just underscores how terrible this guy really is. Yeah. And honestly, it's kind of a lot for Disney. <laughs> it is. It <laughs> like, is a lot. I'm pretty surprised that they'd be willing to do this. Yeah. Especially, I mean, like, even more so than the stormtrooper getting cut in half, like the neck snap is pretty jarring. Pretty jarring. Because <laughs> that's not even something you see. You really only see it in comics. You didn't see it in the movies. You didn't really see it maybe in Rebels here and there. I can't really remember. I don't feel like we did, though. I don't know. It's just very jarring. It is. Well done. I mean, it... Uh, I don't know how to say this without, like, <laughs> being happy about a kid being killed, but, like, you get what I'm saying. Like it, The Darth it enjoys was... child violence. <laughs> I don't know. I'll shut up now. But, yeah, it was a very good scene. Very horror-esque. It was. And then we get even more as we have a confrontation between Kenobi and Vader at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vader, they're kind of in a quarry here. Uh Obi-Wan was trying to lead Vader away from 
from uh, Leia and then our our new uh, character Tala, who we're trying to get to the ship. And we get to see the lightsaber. We get to see Obi Wan finally pull and ignite his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, man, it, it is so nice to see. But I will say this. I'm not 100% sure that I like the lightsabers because they feel almost in here. They, they feel like a little bit like the beam feels a little bit too much like a toy. Yeah. They cheaped out a bit on that. It, it does. Yeah. It doesn't feel necessarily like pure energy and it just didn't have some of that like after movie magic producing sort of, stuff done at the end it's like there's nothing wrong with this and i think that this really kind of started with the sequel trilogy but like i just i wanted i i i just wanted maybe a little rougher maybe just like actually Mm -hmm. looking like a an energy blade and not just like what i can go buy from perfect beam yeah it's like a perfect beam um Again, not bad, just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the CGI effects of the early 2000s and the rough around the edges style that you were bound to have because it was newer technology mm-hmm. fit the look of a lightsaber better than more polished and refined techniques of this era. Mm-hmm. And I'll also say when the blades connect, it looks like more of a, like a spark, like hitting mm-hmm. metal than something that we're yeah. typically used to seeing from a lightsaber. And again, this is crazy nitpicky, by the way, and I don't, I don't want to be that nitpicky, but I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Because it, 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 again... We've been it, waiting for this scene for like two decades. We're allowed to be. It looks good. <laughs> it just could look better. Like, the tip is really the worst part for me. Mm. It's too perfectly rounded. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, that's what makes it look like a toy. Like, this close-up where Obi-Wan's looking directly at Vader and you see the top half of his lightsaber, it looks really goofy. <laughs> yeah. One other thing I'll say here for this confrontation, Obi-Wan is terribly out of practice. Yes. And Anakin is effectively beating him around one-handed at this point. And this is something I think we talked about in early predictions when we were looking at, um, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, how did he beat Anakin, right? How did he beat Anakin? Because I think I had talked a little bit about maybe Anakin lost a little bit of his, in quotations, power because he didn't have anybody to fight for. He had lost everybody at that point. But also, I Not think to just mention a, a, a sprinkling of arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> true. Alongside that, true. But I think I think that it goes a little bit deeper than that. Even to the words of Anakin when he says Obi Wan is as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu. And I mm-hmm. think that just the combination of him in peak form at that time during the Clone Wars, I just think Obi Wan was better. Like, I'm just starting to think he was just better. But now, 10 years later, no practice, not really using the force. He's just, he's out of it. 
Well, and, you know, when you stop and think about this, and people have always talked about how epic this scene would be, how, like, unlike A New Hope, we would finally get a good confrontation between them, a true duel, but we got the height of lightsaber combat in Revenge of the Sith. You will never get better choreographed fighting than the Mustafar scene of Revenge of the Sith. And you had two warriors at peak efficiency, well-trained, skills honed through years and years of warfare. And then after that point, they go down two different paths. Obi-Wan becomes a hermit. He's not fighting anymore. He's certainly not training, and he's not communing with the Force, whereas Darth Vader is constantly meditating, fighting, battling other Jedi, and he has a bit more to fight for right here in this moment because of his anger and hatred and revenge that he wants. Mm -hmm. So this fight plays out exactly how I think it should, and I kind of like the brutality and strength they showed Vader to have. Yeah. And Obi-Wan struggling makes perfect sense to me. It's sad to see. I mean, this is one of the best fighters of the Jedi Order. One of the best fighters ever produced by the Jedi. Absolute ma- the master of the defensive form of lightsaber combat. And he's just losing his touch. Yeah, and, and but it, 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 it's well portrayed. Yeah, there are two points I want to make. One is a small point. When Obi Wan was on the ground holding up his saber in a de- defensive posture, you see Vader come down with two just hammer strikes, and it was very yeah, reminiscent like of Luke. Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was reminiscent of Luke at there, and I just thought about that a little bit when I saw it as like, I I feel like that was intentional because it looked exactly Absolutely. like. Vader holding up his saber as Luke is just pounding and pounding and pounding on him and eventually cuts his hand off. Like that felt, and and you know what? It adds a layer onto that fight. Cause think about like Vader, maybe when he's fighting Luke and he gets in this posture, maybe he remembers back to where he did this to his master. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of deep, and I I, th- I I hope that that was intentional. I really do, because it felt like it. Um, I do as well. And we also glossed over a bit of dialogue that I thought that was pretty important. Um, yeah, go for it. Right, right before their fight, you know, Obi-Wan has his saber ignited. Darth Vader doesn't yet. He's walked up on him for the second time. And Obi-Wan says, what have you become? And there are so many things that Vader could have said. He could have just said nothing, walked up to him menacingly and said, I have no interest in talking to you. But he says probably a pretty much perfect line in, I am what you made me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's And that deep. not only goes back to obviously the the injuries sustained in the battle, but also when Obi-Wan says... I have failed you. Yeah. When he realizes that he couldn't save him from this dark path, it's almost like a bookend. Yep. The true bookend to the prequels. Yeah, exactly. In a way. Yep. One other thing I did want to mention here, and I'm kind of surprised that people really haven't talked about it. Maybe I just haven't seen it. So 
a lot of people complained about Ray, right, for a multitude mm-hmm. of different reasons. One of the only things that I think that they did right here that perhaps they didn't do 100% well with Ray was her first initial lightsaber combat. And even the same thing can be said about Finn. Mm-hmm. While Finn did lose, he started to hold his own and Ray defeated Kylo. Now, you could also say, and this is Force Awakens. Now, you could say that Kylo was injured, thus, you know, inhibiting him a bit. So I'm there, but right now we have a Jedi who's out of practice, but clearly has had the force, right? And, and is, and has uh, been initiated into all of that. And he's had combat training and all this stuff and he cannot stand up to this, to this, this Sith Lord that's charging him down. He, he can't because part of it is practice. Mm-hmm. And when you start talking about like Mary Sue's and everything, because that's something that gets thrown around and I'm, I'm not necessarily in a camp that I have to overanalyze Ray. Cause I do like Ray as a character. I think she's one of the characters that they didn't completely just chop down in that pre uh, sequel franchise. But in this case, it does bring into a little bit of question of how can a force user who clearly was at the peak who just effectively drops it all for a number of years, not perform as well as Ray, who had literally never didn't even know what the force was or well, didn't know that she had any, you know, sort of uh, force ability. Mm-hmm. So you I, could always, you could, do the same with Finn, the fact that he could even hold his own when True. he clearly wasn't even like force sensitive enough to even bring it up in the storyline all that much at this point. Right. And it's just swinging around something he might have had comparable training through maybe like a shock baton, although he was sanitation. So how much training did he really get? Mm-hmm. Not specialized training. I don't know. It's it. Power scaling and combat effectiveness is an interesting topic to go through in any medium like this. But Star Wars is not fun to discuss that. No. (laughs) Because power scaling is just ridiculous in this. And none of it ever makes sense. It's like they don't even compare one fight to previous fights that they wrote. Well, yeah, and and it hurts people's little feelings too. And I'm sure that there are some people out there who won't like the sort of thought process, you know, bringing it into Ray's fight, but like it make, it would make sense for her not to be as proficient, even with a hurt Sith. When you look at, you know, with everything, the force is an augmentation of you. It doesn't give you muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Like Jedi's practiced for years and years of their life to hone their craft. It's like any martial art that you take here. You don't instantly come in throwing high kicks. And even if you can get up there, you don't have any power behind it. Like there's, there is a way of learning this stuff and just completely huddling all in the force. That's not really a thing historically. Well, and you also have to factor in purpose. Kylo Ren had a very distinct purpose. Mm -hmm. Vader has a very distinct purpose right now in what he wants to do. Kenobi Yes, of course, he wants to protect the children. But right now, he's just in fight or flight trying to survive, whereas Vader knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. 
and he's going to get it. You, you know, and one thing also. Okay. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Well, as I say, a lot of people can complain about how they treated Obi Wan in this scene. But one thing I like to consider, you know, both in everything that we've seen with Obi Wan's power levels up until this point, just how amazing he is, to be able to portray him as someone who can barely, barely hold his own, not really hold his own even, like barely survive against Vader. One thing that it really uh, credits is how amazing Luke is in Return of the Jedi to be able to overpower him. Yeah. And granted, there's a time skip there. You know, Vader's a bit older. Luke's more in his prime. Luke also trained. He did. Though you could argue, was Luke at his current power level and being a bit more well-versed and trained actively versus Obi-Wan having a lot more experience and knowledge and being out of practice, you could question which one's more effective. But this moment puts a lot more emphasis on a lot of scenes in uh, both A New Hope and Return of the Jedi because our opening scene, our first view of Vader, it's just, I feel like this and Rogue One really help set that up perfectly just right. to show how much of a powerhouse he is. Mm-hmm. And it just demonstrates how powerful Luke is. Yep. Nope. Agreed. Um, I was just going to add on one little thing here to our sequels. I'm wondering if it would have been more poignant to have had Ray lose mm-hmm. to Kylo and force awakens because it would have given her a something to train for mm-hmm. and a lesson and a lesson. I'm not sure. I mean, I still, I, th- I still think Force Awakens is the best out of the, the sequel trilogies. Yeah, one hundred percent had the most life and energy and and a story. The story was still interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get back to this because we get uh, we get torture. It's pretty sick, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Our horror our horror levels are definitely uh, getting cranked up to eleven here a little bit. Yeah. Some pretty messed up stuff going on. Well, <laughs> Vader wants Obi-Wan to suffer. He, he doesn't want... In the same way he suffered. Right. He doesn't want Obi-Wan to die. He wants, he wants him to suffer as, as Anakin suffered. And I'm just going to say this, uh, as somebody who has burnt hair, you know, like cooking in kitchens and everything, there is no mm-hmm. way that Obi-Wan's hair would have not caught on fire. Yeah. He should be I bald. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is just going further into the whole, well, this is why Sir Candace looked as old as he did. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was, re- this is a death sentence, essentially. There's no reason that he just has a burnt arm. Like, that's not how fire works. It doesn't just burn what contacts the hot ground. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you could be like, well, you know, Vader was controlling the fire and only letting so much fire catch him on fire. It's like, well, I mean, you could could say that that. to himself. I mean, you could on Mustafar. Yeah. (laughs) You could say that, but you shouldn't No. And boy, these are just some of the best stormtroopers ever. Can't, can't hit anything through that fire, man. Anakin's just looking at it like, 
Why did I even bring you? No, it, it's it's more like, you know, we could have just kept the clones. Rex would have hit him. Yeah. Rex totally would have hit him Rex, with a pistol. Cody, any of them would have hit these guys by now. You guys suck. I remember when I had clone with clone troopers that had rocket launchers. <laughs> a rocket launcher would be nice right now. Yeah. Well, uh, Tala does come through here. She she takes out one of the stormtroopers, ignites a tank, uh, reignites the fire that Vader had put out. So, um, you know, the loading droid is able to grab Kenobi and guard, guide him away safely. Mm-hmm. However, we do kind of end the episode here with Leia going towards the ship and being... Mm-hmm. Confronted by a voice in the dark that says, come closer. And I got to say, I got really excited here. I was like, are they going to bring like Hera in here or something? That was like my first (laughs) thought. I was like, yeah, is it Hera? Is it? Oh, Oh, no, the pilot's dead. (laughs) It's Reva. Yeah. And I guess we just need to assume that there is a separate tunnel a shorter path that she could have taken to get there. That's right, except it. Or she just knew where it came out at on the other side, and she just headed back after a little tantrum, yep. finding the Rebel Alliance insignia. I don't know. All right, Let, let's talk about potential cannon breaking, though. So, Reva has Leia. Reva mm-hmm. answers to Vader. Mm-hmm. Are we going to try and say that Vader uh, met Leia as a kid? Don't tell me he can't sense her. Well, he didn't sense her in A New Hope. You're part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even if he can't sense her, why wouldn't Palpatine... Unless they're just not on the same station, wherever she's presumably going to be taken to. I mean, probably maybe not. Reva's, maybe Reva's not even going to take her to the Empire. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a big weird twist. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But I, I, I think it would be a little strange for Leia to meet Vader at this point. Hmm. I mean, obviously, Leia she is... She already knew of Vader, I guess, well, so she did. it's not, yeah. not necessarily canon-breaking. Mm. I don't know, man. It's weird. And he acted kind of like he knew her, too. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Well, he just needed to Luke, read uh, Luke's mind a bit. Sister. Yeah. You oh, have that a girl. sister. Oh, that girl. Yeah. Oh, crap. That I met on that mining planet a long time ago. I could have trained her. And maybe she'd be able to beat you, because I can't. (laughs) Darth Leia. I could have named her Starkiller. Oh, Oh, boy. Well, at any rate, um, Reva has Leia for now, and Kenobi is hurt. Uh, Tal has got Kenobi, and Vader is out doing Vader stuff. So where do we go from here? I don't know, but I think we should get a rating. What's your rating out of 10, and why? I'm going to give it an 8.7 because of, well, 
epic things that I've already talked about. This was a great confrontation. It was a good bookend to the prequels, I feel like, even though this is technically, you know, different era. I thought that the acting was good. The dialogue between, though very brief, between Obi-Wan and Vader was fitting. Uh, we had some pretty gruesome aspects to this episode, some torture, some straight-up child murder, and all the things that portray Vader the way he should be portrayed. And as we know, the Darth really enjoys child murder. Yes. Yes. That's why I play Skyrim. Oh, boy. With the mods no. that let me kill children. No. <laughs> don't. Don't. They're, they're, they just want dads. No. They want... They're all rude to me. They want, they're very they rude want to me. fathers. They're rude to me. But anyway, yeah. Very good episode. I... Genuinely thought it was better than the first two, not discrediting them at all. And I'm going to keep track of my ratings on this series. I'm not going to box myself into a corner with ratings this time. (laughs) 8.7. Well, IMDb currently has it at, uh, I just clicked in the next page, 8.4 is what it is uh, currently having right now. But there are a string of, uh, you know, some lower ratings here. Let's read some of these headings. More bad writing and retcons. Who is writing this beep? Cringe writing and directing. And they and they went full stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you see a laser gate in the desert, that is like the headline for this two-star review. When you see a laser gate in the desert. <laughs> oh man. Lackluster, idiotic <laughs> plot with yet another chase scene. Well, at least if they're going to, like, talk crap about it, they could be better, a little more tongue-in-cheek, just, like, repeat Freck, be like, well, that's a weird story, <laughs> or something. Yeah. What's wrong with the laser gate? It's in the desert. It's just, it's a laser. I don't know. Let's read one. Okay, so you could you could make argument that, like, the Empire shouldn't have had any forces or technology in Tatooine either, if, since it's a desert. Yeah. Oh, so I I guess it continues. When you see a laser gate in the desert where there is room to the right and the left to walk around it, you, of course, try and open it. And if it doesn't work, you shoot it open instead of just walking around. (laughs) That was funny. I thought they were going to at least, like, drive the transport (laughs) or something. It's like, oh, it could just squeezed over here to the side. I think it's pretty funny. Um, even in some of these negative reviews, they are giving props to uh, young Leia and that's good. And even Tala, uh, which is good. Um, mm, yeah, I mean, just a bunch of random, random stuff here. Ba- I think people are nitpicking a lot of plot holes. Um, <laughs> this one. Dumb as a bag of rocks this episode was. What we learnt in this amazing episode. Obi-Wan, apparently a nervous old man, Leia is Leia. Obi-Wan can take out four stormtroopers, but then surrenders to three a few seconds. I actually did have that thought. Um, <laughs> Obi-Wan, instead running a star spaceship, he just stares Vader for two, one, two minutes, and then decides to run. 
Okay, that's poor English. Uh, Leia is now turned from the fastest creature in the universe to the slowest. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the writer thinks Vader is not well-established menacing character, so he randomly force chokes. Apparent. Okay, so people don't like the violence. Uh, Vader can simply force push and is extinguish fire, but a few seconds later he is able to repeat. Yeah, I kind of had that thought too. Like, why wasn't he able to just put out the fire a second time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like some of these people who actually put points in here. Um, uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> the whole let's get a hike from... You guys need to learn how to type, for love of God. Let's get a <laughs> hike from the mole-looking alien. You mean a ride? You're hitchhiking from a mole? I mean, come on, man. Think through this stuff before you post it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think some of these are a bit meh as far as concerns. So on to ratings for me. Like, I, I enjoyed the episode. I really did. I actually think I enjoyed episode one the best so far. For whatever reason, really? I think I really liked it. I think I'd revise and maybe get, give that one an 8.6, episode 2 and 8.5, because mm-hmm. I know I gave them both 8.5s. Um, th- this was still a really good episode. Uh, I-, I think there is a little bit of an overcompensation with Vader, mainly because Vader and A New Hope with the fencing and just what they could do at the time <laughs> was a little, you know, people could say that's a little corny, but it, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I still, I still really enjoyed the portrayal. It's just, it's very violent. It's not what I would necessarily call kid friendly at this point, a hundred percent. So maybe watch that if you're a parent. Um, Mm -hmm. but overall, I mean, like it's, it's still pretty good. I really like the interaction with Leia and Ben and, you know, Kenobi because it, it just feels wholesome. You know, it's like he really wants to just tell her a bunch of stuff, but he knows he can't type of deal. And Leia's like, I know you know stuff like I'm not dumb, um, but I'm also 10 and can only run so fast at times. You know, I have to be in real danger in order to run and do force slides um, and do force jukes. But uh, but overall, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. I had enough little tiny uh, little tidbits in there like the Quinlan, um, you know, Voss sort of uh, the writing on the wall. That was neat. Um, so yeah, pr- pretty epic overall. I'm, I'm going to go a little higher than episode one because I, I don't know, maybe I do like this more than episode one. I just, I liked episode one. So I wanted to give it a little bit more than episode two. Um, okay. What did you give it? 8.7. Eight, I'm going to go 8.65 just so that I'm just a little higher than episode one, but less than <clears throat> yours. Nice. It was good. I literally did the same thing, only in reverse, because I think I put 8.4 and you, you did, did 8.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of clustering a lot of these. I, I think we're waiting for, like, the, the really giant epic one. The only thing that bumps us down from being in the nines for me is that it just it, it, it felt a little bit too much like a continuation of last week, whereas, you know, I have seen comments start to pop up that have said, this should have just been a movie and not a series. Well, it's going to be. Yeah. Just a very long movie. I personally kind of agree with that a bit. I'm starting to agree with that. We might change that up as we go along, but just what we're seeing here, I think you could shorten some things, some walking sequences, you know, some Mando esque walking (laughs) sequences and maybe just make a movie out of it and stop pretending like, you know, 
movies are going to fail because you didn't get a billion dollars out of solo because you released it at the wrong time and it had nothing to do with the actual acting. So I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, I'm happy with the score. Anything else we got to talk about? No, I think we're pretty much good. Sweet. All right. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed the episode, both of Kenobi and our recap here. If you have any thoughts or anything you'd like uh, to have us discuss, feel free to search us out on social media at TC Plan Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, all that good sort of stuff. Or just send, in, uh, send us an email to tcplanpodcast@gmail.com, gmail.com, and we'll be more than happy to talk about anything as long as it's super cool uh, that you send to us. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up. So y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.